Kedo from the Springs. This is the Rorschach Nigeria update from the 28th of July, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. On Thursday, the 21st, the finance minister said the government will end up spending $16 billion in fuel subsidies next year. Back in April, the legislators approved $10 billion for this year's fuel subsidy payments. Still, Global development organizations like the World Bank and the IMF have urged the country to stop subsidizing fuel and use the money to increase the growth in other sectors of the economy. Speaking of the IMF, on Tuesday the 26th, the fund said that the country's economy will grow by just above 3% this year and a bit over 3% in 2023 as well. According to the IMF, despite global high inflation rates, COVID-19 outbreaks, and Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the increase in the price of oil will boost Nigeria's economic growth. A European delegation visited the country on Friday the 22nd to talk about oil and gas imports from Nigeria. On the same day, the Deputy Director General of the EU Department of Energy, Matthew Baldwin, said it plans to increase gas imports from Nigeria and reduce its imports from Russia. On that note about fuel, oil company Total Energies announced it started production in the Ikike oil field on Monday the 25th. They expect to produce around 50,000 barrels per day. Recall that the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, OPEC, reported that Nigeria's oil production in June was the lowest in 17 months. Since we are talking about oil, on Tuesday the 26th, the Nigerian National Petroleum Corporation quashed the rumors about laying off employees due to the transition from a government organization to a limited liability company. The corporation referred to the Petroleum Industry Act, which was signed last year by President Buhari. According to the act, employees cannot get fired or earn less than they did before the transition. In other news, a high court in the capital city, Abuja, granted bail to the former accountant general, Ahmed Idris, on Thursday the 28th. However, the court ruled that he cannot leave Abuja without the court's permission. He had been arrested for the embezzlement of public funds since he allegedly stole $262 million. Now some updates on the elections. Kaduna State made Wednesday the 27th, Thursday the 28th, and Friday, the 29th, public holidays for all workers so they could get their voters' cards before the deadline on Sunday, the 31st. In similar news, the Lagos State Civil Service declared that public workers won't have to go to work on Tuesday, the 26th, to Friday, the 29th. With this measure, the Civil Service is trying to encourage state officials to register and collect their voter cards. It remains to be seen if these decisions will improve the registration of voters. Guess we'll find out soon. On that note about Lagos, Vice President Osim Banjo Banjo was discharged from Lagos Duchess International Hospital on Monday the 25th. He was admitted on the 16th of July and had surgery on his thigh bone. The vice president said he is still undergoing physiotherapy in order to recover. Speaking of health, On Saturday the 23rd, the WHO activated 
its highest alert level for the monkeypox virus. The organization declared the outbreak a global health emergency. Just two days later, the Erdo State Ministry of Health said that eight people tested positive for the virus in the state. Even though all of them have recovered, the state government asked residents to observe safety measures to reduce the spread of the disease. The government also urged anyone with symptoms to visit the nearest health facility or call the phone number listed in our show notes for urgent medical attention. The university's academic staff union lobbied legislators to create a bill that will ban the children of politicians and prominent political appointees from attending foreign universities. According to the union, if this is done, the government will invest more in the country's universities. The union is on strike. They want the federal government to renovate universities and to pay the staff's accrued allowances. The strike action has seen public universities shut down for almost six months. Talking about legislators, the House of Representatives warned that there may soon be a food shortage in the country because Russia's invasion of Ukraine has led to a lower supply of grains and fertilizers and a rise in prices. The representatives claimed that the country spends the most on petroleum products and imported food and urged the presidency and the Ministry of Agriculture to address the shortage. On that note about food shortage, on Wednesday the 27th, the U.S. donated $55 million to Nigeria to address the country's food shortages. The U.S. Embassy said the donation was part of President Joe Biden's pledge at the G7 leaders meeting last month to protect the most vulnerable nations from an increasing global food crisis. Moving on to some travel news, on Friday the 23rd, airline operators said there will be more delays and cancellations in the future due to a shortage of aviation fuel. Because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, there has been a rise in global oil prices which caused the fuel shortage. The price of aviation fuel has increased by almost 400% in the last five months. The airline said that they are trying to resume operations, but that passengers should be patient. Shortage or no shortage, people need to travel. On Monday the 25th, the Nigerian ambassador to the People's Republic of China urged the Chinese government to relax its travel restrictions. He claimed it was still difficult for Nigerians to get visas to go to China. The ambassador then thanked the governments of both countries for strengthening the ties between the two nations by letting the airline Air Peace operate the first direct flights between China and Nigeria. A day earlier, on Sunday the 24th, Marvel released the trailer for the anticipated movie Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which will premiere in November. Many citizens were very excited since a fellow citizen, singer Thames, was featured on the soundtrack. They were so excited about the feature that hashtag Thames trended on Twitter this past week. The film is a sequel to the 2018 hit movie Black Panther. Speaking of Thames, her song Vibe Out was featured in Barack Obama's 2022 summer Spotify playlist. He shared it on Twitter on Tuesday the 26th. Besides Tem's single, the list included two other songs by Nigerian artists. 
Finesse by Fleas, featuring Buju, and Last Night by Burnaboy. On that note about artists, on Tuesday the 26th, the organizers of the Headies Award disqualified singer Portable. He is currently being investigated over possible links with a criminal gang. He was nominated in the Best Street Artist and Rookie of the Year categories. Let's close this edition with some sports news. The women's national team lost to Zambia in the third-place playoff of the women's AFCON on Friday the 22nd. The team finished fourth in the competition and headed home without a medal. However, they qualified for the FIFA World Cup that will be jointly held in Australia and New Zealand next year. On Sunday the 24th, the women's 100 relay team also finished fourth in the World Athletics Championships. The team also broke the African record the team had set in the Olympic Games back in 1992. On that note about breaking records, Toby Amundsen broke the 100-meter hurdles world record and won gold on Monday the 25th at the World Athletics Championships. The country finished 13th on the final medals table. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We share Nigeria's top stories this week. Now it's your turn to spread the word about these updates. Let us know your thoughts at Nigeria at Rorschach.com. Caro D.